This is One in 59, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. One in 59 is a weekly show devoted to topics related to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to One in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this morning I am talking to my colleague at Anderson, Tiffany Skerritt, Staff Development Specialist. Tiffany, good morning. Good morning. It's great to have you here in the studio. I've been uh, slowly talking to as many members of our amazing staff development team as possible over the years. One of the reasons being um, because Anderson employs a tremendous number of people, I think almost 900. And every single employee that comes through the doors is a new employee to Anderson or even a return employee to Anderson goes through a two-week orientation. That's correct. Um, just to start. Then there's more after that mm-hmm. that comes back. And I think for a nonprofit organization like Anderson, we stand out in how much support, education, and training we provide our employees uh, and have a robust staff development team who does all that. Yes, so, we do. Yes. So I know that you've been in Anderson for a while. I'd like you to take a couple minutes, if you wouldn't mind, and just give us a little background about how long you've been there and the different roles that you've had over the years. Um, I've been at Anderson for 11 years now. It will be 12 in October. I started as a teacher aide in the education center. Um, I transitioned into a teacher assistant role um, shortly after that. About four years into being a teacher assistant, I was moved into what was called the transition program, which is where our individuals who graduated were transitioning into being graduates or moving into our adult services program. Mm -hmm. From there, I was um, given the opportunity to be the uh, graduate program supervisor because the transition program kind of molded into a graduate program where we now welcomed more individuals who are moving into that adult services path. I was doing that role for a couple of years, and when an opportunity came along to be a part of the staff development department, I just ran for it. So here I am now, staff development. Great story. Actually, um, a little bit similar to mine. I think we both can say that we've enjoyed a lot of different opportunities at Anderson, which again, for a large nonprofit that employs so many people, but also has a very specific focus on serving individuals with autism. Again, I think it's unique. um, And I think it's a testament to the way that our um, leadership really looks at wanting to do whatever we can to both recruit the types of people to become Anderson team members who really want to be a part of what we do and want to be a part of fulfilling the mission that we have to optimize the quality of life for people with autism, but also are people who who will respond well to the opportunities that are provided to them to grow their careers in one place, you know, because everybody's different. Some people sort of come into a work situation and they're looking sort of to go from one place to another to another. Maybe geographically, they're looking to get to a certain place. Um, And then there's, I think, many of the successful folks at Anderson are people who I always say in orientation when I get a chance to talk to new employees, keep your eyes open and say yes when opportunity comes your way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that it sounds like you've been a person who's kept your eyes open and said yes when opportunities come your way. And um, since I get 
to see you work a lot because we're in the same building. Your, I would say your enthusiasm for what you do is high. Absolutely. You have to really enjoy and love what you do. Otherwise, work could get very tedious and boring and then, you know, you lose your passion. But if you're having a good time, it doesn't seem like you're really working. And just to piggyback on the recruitment piece, not only are we looking to recruit people, but we're looking to retain our amazing team members that have passions within the agency. All right. Excellent stepping stone there, Tiffany. So let's talk about that retention plan. I know that over the last couple of years, you and, and all of the members of the both the staff development team, which is a part of the human resources department, have really been working on innovative ways to uh, retain the, the team members who do join the team. Does that mm-hmm. makes sense. So one of those ways is you're here to talk to us about a program called Career Tracks. So why don't you just give us an overview of what Career Tracks is when it was launched, and then we'll get into some of the details about how it works and, and the um, some of the initial outcomes that you're seeing. Okay. Um, in my mind, Career Tracks is really just uh, solidifying what Anderson has already been doing. So we've already been working on how to retain um, the team members that we have, growing on their passions. How can we help them build either professionally, educationally, and supporting them in any way we can? What Career Tracks is doing is now is putting a name on what it is that we already do. So we currently have three tracks right now. Uh, a man- management and leadership track, a special education track, and a behavioral services track. And what that pretty much does is it goes into a deeper path, if you would, on what someone's passion might be. So if they're looking specifically to become a special education teacher, then this special education track would be the track that they would choose. Or if they have a passion to support our individuals in a more behavioral sense, helping with residential behavioral needs or supporting with BSPs and things like that, then the behavioral services track would be more beneficial to them. But we want to know what their passion is and how we can get them into the role that they ideally would like to be in. All right. So to me, that the, thank you for the overview, but that what that really says to me just on the outset is you're shifting the role also of yourself and the other members of staff development who are often usually the first people that mm-hmm. new employees interact with during that two-week orientation. Mm-hmm. So you're sort of shifting it from being a group of people who are there to give lots of information, you know, training, you have mandatory required trainings, have to, have to, have to, have to learn how to clock in, learn how to do this, learn how to do that, which is all very important. Mm-hmm. But you're sort of shifting it a little bit to saying, now we want to solicit input from all of you to help us do our job more individualized, more customized, and maybe a little bit better so that from the d- day one, you understand you're joining a team of people who want you to be successful and want you to consider this a place where you can grow your career and not just have a job because mm-hmm. there's a difference, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And we want, um, that's one of the taglines is it's not just a job, it's a career. So how can you make your passion into your career? Um, in other words, is how can you be promoted within the role that you're already in to go to the next level? Mm-hmm. And within the career tracks, there are different levels, if you would, in each track. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to get into the details when we come back from um, a break probably in a few minutes, but I just want to talk a little bit more for the moment about the three different areas. So you said management and leadership, special education and behavioral services. Why were those three tracks 
chosen? I would say because, as I mentioned before, we're currently already supporting our indivi- our the people that we work with, the team members, to become into those roles that we already have. Mm-hmm. So whether it's residentially becoming a residence manager or a shift supervisor, we already from day one support our team members to get from that direct support professional level and then moving up the ladder. We already have people that come in starting as interns to TAs, and then they have that dream of becoming a teacher. And we support them already mm-hmm. with, with that. So these were the ones that we focused on because it's pretty much what we're already doing. Now it's just really globally being supported. Well, you're promoting it. Mm-hmm. You've got some some tools and some materials that help make it sort of feel a little bit more formal, I think, and mm-hmm. also accessible to everyone. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also important to note that we we hi, we employ at Anderson a tremendous number of direct support professionals who are amazing people mm-hmm. who are the ones who work directly with the individuals we serve either in the children's program or the adult services program and just kind of, I'm throwing this out of left field, I know, but I, we also have an international fellowship program mm-hmm. um, where fellows from many different countries around the world come and learn learn from Anderson and, and train with us. Um, they're not considered employees, they're considered trainees and sort of almost students in a way, kind of learning about what we do and how we do it. But one of the things that many of those fellows have shared with us over the years is that in our country, direct support professionals are, even the word professional is in their title, the the rate of pay that they receive and uh, in um, not at Anderson, I would say, I think we stand out here, but in other places sometimes they're not, their role is not considered a professional role as maybe a teacher's role or a medical professional, a doctor, a nurse's role might be looked at. I- Um, Whereas in other countries, many other countries, it's the complete opposite. The people who are taking direct care of the individuals with special needs, with autism specifically, are treated in as sort of some of the the most important roles that you could ever seek to achieve in that country. So in our small way, I feel like this is part this is a step towards um a model that could that could really start to shift that here Definitely. in the United States. And and so it's exciting to be a part of it at Anderson and something that I, I want our listeners to think about um because it's easy to just follow the same old model year upon year upon year. And and here at Anderson we're making some changes that help those DSPs coming in um, and they might be very young, maybe straight out of high school, but to see that there's people here supporting them to reach their career goals. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. All right. So we're going to take a short break and when we come back I want to ask you um, to either tell a story of one that occurs to you or just walk us through how this is introduced to the new orientees and some of the questions that you might um, What, like for example, what would happen with somebody that you ask what their interests are and they say I don't really know. I just know I want to have a career. So how do you help that person who may not know where they are right now? Okay, great. All right. Tiffany Scarrett, staff development specialist from Anderson is here on the one in 59 show this morning. This is Eliza Bozenski, your host, and we're going to be right back. One in 59 people are diagnosed with autism, so you probably know someone impacted. Here at Anderson Center for Autism, we are here to help. We've got a state-of-the-art education center that harnesses the power of technology, the arts, and evidence-based practices to unlock the enormous potential of each Anderson student. 
We've got a nurturing residential program designed specifically to promote growth and foster friendships for all who live on our beautiful campus. We have a consulting team who shed light on what the families, schools, and groups can do to help empowering everyone in their path with the knowledge needed to make a difference. At Anderson, we're here to optimize the quality of life for every person with autism. We're here for you. We're here for your family. Learn more. Call us at 845-889-4034 or visit us online at andersoncenterforautism.org. That's 845-889-4034 or visit us online at andersoncenterforautism.org. Welcome back to 1 in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and this morning I'm talking with my colleague from Anderson, Tiffany Skerritt, who's a staff development specialist and has had a lengthy 11-year career at Anderson. And I myself have been at Anderson for 13 years, and I feel as though one of the best things about what I've had the chance to do at Anderson is to say yes to opportunities, many of which I never would have seen coming when I was a young person entering the workforce after leaving school. And I think that when I look back on my career at some point, when and if I ever do retire, it will be full of really excellent memories of all the different things I've had the chance to do and all the learning that's taken place. I also just want to say on a personal note that as the parent of two young children, my, both of my children, who are 8 and 12, talk to me frequently about how proud they are that I work at Anderson Center for Autism. And, and just from a, a mother's perspective, that, that's just one of the best things you can hear from your kids. Because, and then combine that with I love what I do. Um, I feel like I've had the benefit of many aspects of this Career Tracks program that we're talking about today, Tiffany, before it was maybe formalized or called Career Tracks. So it's... Speaking to me when you're saying that you choose to chose to go in this direction because you're really sort of tightening up and formalizing something that Anderson's been, been doing for quite a long time. Yeah, so the original process will begin um, with new orientees, so new team members that are coming into Anderson, and they will be given the opportunity three times throughout the two weeks to gain knowledge about career tracks, and many of which might have been already given the opportunity when they applied for the position, because we are now including that in our many marketing for hiring new team members mm -hmm. um, at our job fairs and things like that. So some are Already might have an idea. The first introduction will just be what the tracks we have that are currently available and just an opportunity for them to think about where they might be currently interested in going in their path or maybe it might spark something that they didn't even think that they were interested in. Hmm. The second time that we discuss it will be a little bit more in depth on what the individual tracks entail. So the different levels within the tracks, how do you get there, possible pay increases that go within those tracks, uh, educational things that you might need to obtain within those tracks, such as certifications or bachelor's degrees, things like that. And then on the uh, the final discussion, which is the last day of orientation, is really just bringing that all back full circle. After they've gotten the information, they've digested it, maybe they already came here ready with a track in mind. We kind of pull out what is that your passion is and where do you want to go? Where do you see yourself here at Anderson? People who start as direct support professionals, they have 
a mountain of opportunities in whatever direction that they want to go. So if someone wants to be a behavioral specialist or a teacher or even just start as a teacher assistant, they have that opportunity from day one. Mm-hmm. So so you said it's going to be presented three times, kind of slightly different approaches each time. Mm-hmm. Remember what I said before about the two-week orientation. So you sort of got this window of time with these new team members, many of whom are very eager, some of whom this is their first job out of school, some mm-hmm. of whom are coming from experiences in other similar non-for-profit organizations and maybe just making a lateral move to an organization that they know is going to value their opportunities um, to advance their careers. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of whom are coming from years of experience somewhere else and are just coming into a new field for the first time or for whatever reason have you know come through the doors of Anderson. Have you, have you personally had an experience that you just want to share that you felt was really just just made you think, okay, this is definitely the right thing to be doing, like with an individual new team member. Did you have you had any conversations that stand out to you in terms of wow, this person is really getting it and I'm now excited for what this person's career is gonna look like? Yeah, I would say since the rollout, um, the career tracks has rolled out officially January twenty twenty. So yep. we our first group in January, I would say Every single person wrote down on their career track profile something that they are interested in, a passion of theirs. And many of our team members actually chose a track that they would like to pursue. And when you narrow it down even further, there are people who not only did they choose a track, but they said exactly what position they want or (laughs) aspire to have Mm -hmm. at Anderson. Uh, A few people have said, I want to go back to school to be a special ed teacher. I want to become a teacher here at Anderson. Or you have people who have passions to now be a teacher, but they're looking to be a speech pathologist, which, you know, hopefully we can also support them in that way. Mm hmm. I think, yeah, I mean, the, the I know that there have been a good number over the years of, of direct support professionals who, for example, also have wanted to go back for nursing school, mm-hmm. many of whom have then come back and become nurses at Anderson. Um, we employ quite a number of them. And when it comes to any of those types of roles, special education teachers, nurses, even folks working, for example, in the operations department, what we find, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but the experiences that you will gl- Receive and and have um, and the and the the skills that you'll develop as a direct support professional make it so you then with some advanced um, training and some educational you know getting a degree in a certain area make you such a commodity mm-hmm. in this field because then you can combine the daily sort of hands-on knowledge that you've gained as a direct support professional working with people with autism with possibly a, an advanced career path where you're, you you never lose that base knowledge. You just mm-hmm. get to apply it in a different way. So I know, for example, that in our nursing department, there's a certification that many of our nurses have eventually gone out and gotten, which is uh, specializes, I think, even more in uh, working with a developmentally disabled population. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that happens by accident. I think that happens by way of nurses coming out of nursing school, working with our population, realizing that they love it, and feeling that they're in an environment that that recognizes the expertise that it takes beyond the degree that you get. Um, so, so it's sort of, in a way, it's kind of going out in a different direction, saying you're, you have all this experience and now let's help you apply it 
combined with your desire to become a special education teacher. Being a special education teacher at Anderson is different than being a special education teacher in a public school. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the the people that we work with that start in those DSP levels, which just to say that all of our career tracks potentially might start at that level of being a direct support professional. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gaining skills that someone who's applying for this position from the outside might not have right. um, to be able to support an individual effectively and then become a nurse or become a residence manager. You're going to be able to support your individuals in a way that someone else wouldn't. Absolutely. And of course, our hope is that you then choose to stay at Anderson, which is a place that's been supportive. And and I think just because, I, you know, I do think this, I think it's a wonderful place to be. It offers a tremendous number of additional benefits outside of what we're talking about today mm-hmm. and an incredibly rewarding place. And, and in, in my um, job, I also get to interact a lot with our families. And I can tell you right now that one of the things that families talk to me about all the time is how can we say thank you? How can we tell the the employees at Anderson how much we appreciate what they're doing for my family, for my loved one, for my grandchild, for my cousin, for my sibling, for whoever it might be. And when we talk to them about the opportunities that we look to provide in terms of this kind of support, um, you talked about monetary increases in pay that coincide with some of these career tracks, and also just that sense of, you know, we we value and acknowledge how hard these jobs are and mm-hmm. what it takes to come every day and do them and do them to the amazing capacity that you do, their eyes light up because it's all they want to. They want to know that the people taking care of their children when they're not able to, while they're at Anderson, or at least directly on a day-to-day basis, also feel valued and feel recognized for their hard work. So I think it's really a great culmination of so many factors in this career tracks program. You must be really proud of it. I'm excited because, again, this is something that we already have been doing to support our team members, but now it's something that we can outwardly share and and show also our team members who might not know what the opportunities are that might be there for them. Mm -hmm. Um, They can see that there is growth for all of our DSPs. Mm-hmm. So we have a couple minutes left, maybe about two, two or three more minutes left here. Do you want? Do you have a specific message for somebody out there who might be thinking about entering the field um, but isn't sure? I mean, wh- where would you tell them to go? Is there information about on our website about this? Is there, you know, any any words of advice from somebody who's been with us for eleven years? And so I would say that if you're the person that enjoys working with people and I don't mean just in like an office sitting next to someone in the in a same cubby but enjoy working with someone and seeing their potential and their growth such as individuals with developmental disabilities if you go online or you go on any of the career websites where you can look for a job Anderson has amazing amazing opportunities. Um, On our website, you can see under the job opportunities that there will be a link where you can find career tracks. Um, You can see all the information about career tracks now at our job fairs. Mm -hmm. Any of our websites that talk about job opportunities will have that. And 
always contact someone if you want more information. Always yeah. ask. Always ask. If you see us at a, at a job fair, come over to the table. Mm-hmm. The people that we have working those tables are super friendly. Yeah. They want to meet you. They want to help answer your questions. And hopefully what you're taking away from today's interview is we're giving you a little leg up. Don't just ask about opportunities. Ask about career tracks and tell folks that you're interested in doing this. If you're the parent of a of a, a young adult who and you know and you, you want that young adult to see that there's opportunities for mm-hmm. them no matter what their educational background is right now but you're excited about letting them know about opportunities to grow their career send them our way there's a lot going on at Anderson every day is different every day is unique but you would be I couldn't agree with you more you'd be working with people making an impact that to be quite honest is pretty unique. Um, And it's an impact that when I interview uh, DSPs who work at Anderson and I ask them about, again, one of the hardest jobs that you can imagine doing, and they tell me things like, I love it. It's awesome. I want to, you know, it's where I want to be. You'd be joining those folks. And so I encourage you to to check us out on the web. And that's at AndersonCenterForAutism.org. Go to a job fair. Do we have anything coming up you want to shout out about? Not to my knowledge. Okay. But, I mean, again, always reach out and build your career with us. Build your career with us. It's not just a – wait, it's not just a job? It's a career. There you go, (laughs) Tiffany. (laughs) Tiffany Skerritt from Anderson Center for Autism Staff Development Department. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. And please do check us out online. Uh, We are always looking for people who want to join the Anderson team. This is 1 in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and remember, Anderson cares. You've been listening to 1 in 59, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at the same time next week. 